Awesome. Well, like I said, I am super duper excited that Kathan and Jay have um, agreed to join us tonight. Before I get them up, though, I'm going to ask Riley if he would like to come up and join me. I um, was sitting there and God just kept prompting me to ask Riley if there's anything that he wants to share. And there is, which of course there is. And so he's going to share his speech that he did at his school. And so when you listen to the speech, I just want to remind you that the same Holy Spirit that is in us is in Riley, okay? There is no age limits to the Holy Spirit. It's not like you you hit a certain age and then you get the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in all of us, okay? So I want to invite Riley up. You can bring mum if you want to, buddy. God is mighty because he made the earth and he made our food and he also made us. God helps people by loving everyone wherever they are rich or poor. God shows he loves us because because he sacrificed his son Jesus on the cross to forgive our sins. God is always with us, even though we can't see him. If you are lost or lonely, he is still with you. There is nothing more powerful than God. God is my hero because he can do all of those things I talked about. I love God. goodness. Like Riley doesn't go to a Christian school, okay? So there were kids sitting out there. I get all emotional. Oh my God, how awesome is that? Like, I mean, I know that Kathan and Jay are young, but you know what? We can start (laughs) even younger with our kids, you know? I just want to encourage you. Cleo, she's got everything in her already, all her DNA and everything that God's calling her to be. You know, please, please, please don't underestimate the Holy Spirit in your kids, in your grandkids, in your friends' kids. Like, we can learn a lot from them. Like, Riley, that was awesome, dude. I needed to hear that there's nothing more powerful than God. Ain't that the truth? Love it. It's a hard act to follow, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I, it is my absolute privilege to invite Kathan and Jay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to show my age. I've known them since they were this big. Oh, actually, they were probably this big, but now they're this big. Um, and it's been really, really awesome for me to see um, the journey that God has got them on, the growth in them, God shining through. Um, it's just it's super exciting, guys. So thank you for joining us tonight. And if we can give Kathan a big hand. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for the privilege, man. That, I love it. No junior Holy Spirit, straight up. Like, I, I just want to, like, this is not a part of something that I've prepared, but I just felt God to remind me. And, like, he reminded me of this real cool encounter I had with him. when He was, he was showing me um, this real cool, like, tree. 
and he called it his tree of memories. And he was showing me all these amazing times. Each leaf, he said, represented an amazing time where I spent time with him. And he goes, let's check this one out. And he showed me this one where I was two years old and I was dreaming. And in this dream, I was walking through, like, it felt like in Star Wars where they have all the planets everywhere and this, like, this map, and I was walking it. And God's explained to me the um, science behind all these planets. And I'm two years old going like, oh, cool. Like, sweet, <laughs> like rocking it. And I didn't remember that. And I didn't remember that dream until as soon as he showed me this. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I remember that dream. And I was like, God encounters me at two years old. I didn't remember that, you know, so, and stuff like this. And it's like, man, and there was this other time where I placed dreams in you. And there was this time, yeah, and it's like before creation, God had planned all of us, man. He's got a purpose. It's like, man, it blows my mind. So anyway, my name's Kathan. I've been addicted to Jesus for like five years now. Like, <laughs> I love him. Like, I was brought up in church. Unfortunately, I thought it was rubbish and really didn't enjoy it, if I'm honest. Like, I was that um, kid for the poor kids' leaders. Like, kids' leaders, we have to give them respect, eh? Because there are kids like me who showed up. Oh. And I think I ruined their days every time I showed up. I'm sorry. I made a tantrum for my parents. It wasn't good. Basically, like, and I was not, I was not supposed to succeed, basically. I wasn't supposed to go hard for God and go, wow. Except God had other ideas. Like, so and before I gave my life to Jesus, I encountered God two times. It was amazing. Like, one time I was in Mexico to meet with um, my family. We were over visiting friends. And um, this crazy American lady just starts prophesying over me. And me being brought up in the church, I adopted the appropriate position of, mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Meanwhile, I'm going, this lady's nuts. <laughs> like, like, what is she doing? <laughs> like, I never, like, I knew people prophesied. So I was like, of course. I like, sweet as. This can jump in my Boy Scout badge of God encounters. So I'm like, hey, guys, did you see that? Mm. Anointed. <laughs> like, so I'm like, I didn't know what I was talking about. Of course, though. I just had to go and show it. Like, I, was, I thought I was the man just getting this encounter. And I didn't believe it until it kind of freaked me out because the next year, about seven months afterwards, I was going for head boy of a house my intermediate. And I was about to go, um, and I'd done my speech, and the results were being deliberated. Anyway, we went to the 6 p.m. at our church, which we never did. We just happened to go this time, and this pastor calls me out from the audience and prophesies the exact same word this lady had. And I'm like, okay, that was weird. <laughs> like, like, you're not allowed knowing that. <laughs> like, you know, we're back in New Zealand. And I experienced Holy Spirit for the first time ever, His presence. And I was like, man, I'm just experiencing God's presence. And afterwards, I thought, do you know what? Like, that was amazing. I got the head boy, and I was like, woohoo. Except then it started fading, this, you know, the honeymoon period of experiencing God. And I was like, oh, cool, sweet. Well, anyway, I guess I'll just go back to life. Still decide to swear like a sailor, still hooked on porn. I, didn't, I was like stuck in this cycle still. And I decided maybe it was, I was just emotional, you know. Oh, surely it wasn't real. Surely. Nah, that, that was... Oh, that was a crazy coincidence, wasn't it? Like, I, and like, man, it was so sad. And I decided in my head, because if it was true, it's all true. <laughs> and that means I'd have to give my life to him. Not because I had to, but because I, I knew I just, I'd want to, you know, if he was real. And I was too scared. And I was like, I don't want to do that. No way. So I had, I had decided in my head, it was more logical for me to deny this crazy encounter than accept Jesus. Man, like, we should never come into his presence, walk out unchanged. But it doesn't mean we can't. Like, 
there's this sad story. I can't remember this king of Israel. I can't remember his name, unfortunately, but like he was so used to God's presence. He came in there and did a thing which the priest was supposed to do. And he violated the very thing that he was trying to worship. And because of that, I believe the prophets were silent until he passed away. Man, there's something, this importance of going, we can't be familiar with his presence and just go, oh, sweet, that's it. I'm comfortable right now. I'm comfortable with what Holy Spirit's doing. Because, man, he should be stretching us, the crushing, the pressing. And if he's not doing something like, Holy Spirit is stirring stuff inside us all the time. It's not this thing of going, oh, sweet, I'm good, just rolling on my life. Hey, guys, show up to work, see the same people, show up to church, only the same people turn up every week. Man, we want to see people having Jesus in their life. Like, in the time when I finally gave my life to Jesus, I met God face to face. It scared the crap out of me, I'm not going to lie. I was like, like, you're not real. I was not happy. And I was like, man, I love you, Keith, and I'm real. And it's something changed there where I go and saw God and said he loved me. And finally, I went, actually, no, this is real, and I have to respond. So when I came back, right, I'm just going in my life, and I knew there was stuff that I wanted to do, and I knew I had to do it differently. Something was stirring up inside of me, and something changed. I had conviction, passion for Jesus. I would look wherever he was. I was like, I need to find you. I need to find you. And that meant when I went to my youth group, and they said, hey, here's a Bible plan. Read it. Like, it's for the whole year. And I said, sweet, I'll do it. As long as God's there, I'm good. And ever since that day, I haven't stopped reading the Bible. I've read it every day. I was hungry. I was like, you know what? Actually, no, I have to move. God's presence calls me to respond. Like, I have to move and do stuff, man. And like, oh, this conviction was just growing in me. And eventually, Jay and I had the absolute privilege of finally being friends because we thought we're exit as well. Like, so we just didn't even talk to each other. And eventually it was funny. God and I, like, I'd been praying to God for a best friend who I could talk to Jesus about and anything else. And Jay, similar prayer. And end up, we met each other. Love at first sight. <laughs> but like, seriously, like, it was amazing. And we had the privilege of going, like, when we went to this camp and we started seeing stuff and Daz Chettle started speaking to this amazing evangelist, he was stirring stuff inside of us. And he said, man, you've got to see your school saved. And we're like, come on, we've got to do this. And I was feeling child, God, this is great. We'd seen healings and we thought, why not start a prayer group? Right. And you know what? For two terms, it was amazing. Three people showed up. Two of them were Jay and I. <laughs> we had 15 guys from our church at our youth, at our school, but they didn't just want to come. They didn't want to come because <laughs> they thought it was lame. And seriously, and we're like, <laughs> so like, there's this thing of going, man, and it, I was discouraged. <laughs> like, I was like, this sucks. Like, come on, I want to do stuff with God. God's told me to this, except I had this conviction, this passion for Jesus, and I said, I can't stop this. And eventually, God showed up. Not the way I thought he was. I was expecting this lightning strike to come right down and the fire of God would come and everybody get ready. But no, it was just basically, we just started seeing all these healings happen. So, so I want to share this story. I was in my history class. I decided to show up to my teacher at lunchtime because I needed to go over my essay because basically I got a really bad grade and I did, needed to recover if I was going to actually do well in my exams. So I said, Miss Grace, can I please come? And she goes, sure. And her class was the Pacifica classroom. 
So that means there was um, 35 to 40 guys all hanging out at lunchtime, um, playing the guitar, passing rugby ball, playing cards in this room while I'm doing my essay. And I was like, sweet, oh my goodness, this is kind of annoying because I'm trying to listen to the teacher. And we're going, going through my essay and everything, and suddenly I get this intense back pain. I'm like, whoa, like trying to listen. I was silent. And my teacher starts going, from that point, I'm just zoning out, going, okay, God, this is not my pain. And he goes, sweet, so what are you going to do about it? And I was like, uh... I can pray for healing, I know that. He goes, yeah, that's probably a good place to start. (laughs) Well, whose pain is it? And he goes, oh, someone in this room. And I go, sweet, 40 guys, that's so helpful, God, thanks. (laughs) So so I go, okay, please, Jesus. And my teacher had been talking, I go, "Um, Miss Grace, by any chance, do you have back pain? She goes, no, why? (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, like she knew I was a Christian. I go, "Um, I'm practicing hearing God, and I felt like there was back pain, and I was wondering if you had it. And she goes, no. And she really wanted to prove me wrong. Like she was sick of me talking about Jesus in class. So she goes, hey, guys, listen up to Keith, and he's got something to say. And I was going, oh, gosh. And I go, hey, guys, um, I love Jesus. And I was wondering if anyone had back pain. Then two guys put their hand up. And I was like, oh, thank you. Like, like, going in my head. And I go, hey, hey, bro, what was your one? And the first guy goes, oh, I did weights. And I go, it's not you. And suddenly Holy Spirit just spoke through me. And I was like, hey, to this other guy. You've had back pain for three years now. It's in your lower right back, and you've had it, and you can't touch the ground without in pain. And he goes, oh. and his friends go, oh, dude, you got called out. Like, and, the thing, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I just got a prophecy over this guy. And I was like, can I pray for you? And he goes, spray? And I was like, no, pray, man. Don't worry. No, no spraying. I know, like, maybe I might do that when I speak, but I try not to. So I'm sorry. And I got to pray for this guy. By now, the teacher goes, oh, my goodness. She freaked out and walked out of the class. <laughs> like, five other guys walk out of the class, and there's this window to the door. They were looking inside. Going, what's happening? What's happening? Right? And some of the other guys freak out and they start walking away because some of them are Mormons, some of them are not Christians, right? And I go, no, no, guys, just join in. Gather around them right now. So I got everyone together around him. Like some guys were standing back. Some were looking through the door, <laughs> freaked out. And we prayed for this guy and he got half healed straight away. It was amazing. These guys freaked out. They're not used to this, right? And then I go, God's good, but he wants to finish it. And they go, oh, sweet, we'll pray again. And I see this guy who wasn't a Christian, just look receptive. And I go, bro, you're going to pray. And he goes, um, I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know Jesus. I don't know this guy you're talking about. And I go, easy. All you have to do is borrow my faith. I'll tell you exactly what to say to show you Holy Spirit can move. And he goes, oh, okay, I guess so. I told him what to say. That guy got fully healed in front of 40 people in my history class. The teacher came running in thinking a fight had started because everyone started jumping up and down, man. They were so excited. And I was like, what? And I can tell you now, I didn't walk into that room going, this is going to be the best moment of my life, the craziest miracle I've ever seen. I thought, oh, Jesus, I just want my history things so I can pass. <laughs> but no, the thing was, all I had was this conviction to share Jesus. I knew something had to change. And I was open to him. I was ready. There's this point in our personal relationship with God where we just have to share Jesus. We get stirred up. Like, I get it. You know, there's a time where we're we're scared. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I know I've been there. Except there's something that stirs up inside us. I go, man, I just got to share him. Something's stirring up inside of me. I have to share this. Because seriously, it's so powerful. Jesus died for us. Knowing who we were, he didn't die for saved Cathan. He died for unsaved Cathan because he loved me and he didn't do it so I could become saved Cathan. And he goes, I want to be in a personal relationship with you. 
What? That's crazy. That's crazy. And I was just, I just can't get over it, man. Like I was going in this thing and I didn't realize that this would happen in my history class. I didn't realize. And the thing that God really hit me up about, because there was a time recently I was kind of quite scared. I started stepping back in my faith. I didn't want to share him as much. And I was like, oh, because people reject me. It's like, no, they're rejecting God, not me. But I was just a bit discouraged, man. And he goes, Kathan, say if church got banned, you got dumped on an island, there's no Bible, would you still have a relationship with me? And I had to honestly go, man, that means it's just me and you. And he's like, yep. Well, first of all, I'm glad I can talk to him because the relationship really needs communication. And I understand like, hey, some of you guys may not know how to talk to God. Oh, good. We're going to share that with you. We're going to do that tonight. Why not? (laughs) That's important. Like, Imagine if Kathy never talked to Phil. (laughs) What a great marriage. (laughs) That's never going to go down well. Seriously, like like people drive each other crazy when they talk. Imagine when they don't. (laughs) Like seriously, like it's so important. We've got to talk to God. We have a personal relationship with him. And there's actually this thing, man. If I get to go and partner with what God's doing, he shows up in the ordinary. My conviction causes me to be uncomfortable and that leads me to have the ordinary become extraordinary. Like the other day, literally the other day, I was in um, my uni and I saw this um, beautiful girl who was in a mobility scooter. And I didn't know what disease she had. And in fact, it was a really long name and I've forgotten. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. But like, I went up and I, I really wanted to pray for it. And for four weeks, I saw her and I, didn't, I was too scared. And I was like, oh, God. And he goes, Kathan, at what point is your pride worth more than someone's eternity? And so this last time I was walking past and he dropped that line. I'm like, okay, I'm going back. <laughs> I go, like, I go, hey, sorry. And I wanted to pray for this girl. And I was like, man, can I please pray for you? And she goes, sure. And it was with her friends and I, and I prayed for her. And then she didn't want to test it. And I was going, uh, okay. Her friends were like, okay, you're nuts. Walked away, right? And I was there and God says, you need to prophesy over me. And I go, this God, this girl already thinks I'm crazy. I really don't want to do that. And he goes, come on. Okay, sorry, God. Yeah, I remembered your last line. <laughs> we got to do this. And I started prophesying over here. And right in level two uni, she experienced God's presence and burst into tears. Everyone's looking at me like I was bullying this poor girl. <laughs> and she experienced God's love and just starts feeling Holy Spirit for the first time in her life. Declaring, man, God loves you. He thinks you're amazing. He didn't make this disease on you. He didn't cause it to happen in you. He loves you so much. And she just experienced God's presence right there and then. Man, what if I said no? What if I said no, man? Because like, I, this, it was a hard year, man, 2017. And a bit of 2016, I had three people that I knew commit suicide. None of them knew Jesus. And man, it's like this thing of going like, I don't like crying about it, but seriously, those guys didn't know Jesus. And I knew them. I didn't tell them. I didn't share it with them. And it's like, I was lucky enough to get a pray for them, two of them while they were in a coma. And I, I know from crazy like encounters with God and them, like meeting me and my mate in a dream that they actually did get to go to heaven, two of them. But man, like, I don't want to be that close. I don't want to cut it that close. We all have friends. We all have family members. Come on. 
Holy Spirit stirring something up inside of us. We're praying for revival when he goes, sweet, you're the answer to the prayer because you got Holy Spirit. Seriously, we're waiting there. And I can tell you, I can't promise you that lights in the sky will happen. I can't promise that. I can't promise you that you'll go like, man, I'm just going to like zap someone with lightning and then like they'll encounter me. It'll be amazing. I can't just go and walk and wait. Seriously, Jay and I, when we're driving here, I filled up my car. Really holy thing to do, eh? Oh my goodness, so anointed. And I was there. And anyway, and God just told me, like this other guy, he just said, that guy's got back pain. So I went over. Hey guys, um, by any chance you have back pain? And he goes, yeah, oh my goodness. I go, can I pray for you? And he goes, oh, I guess so, sure. I got to pray for this guy before I came. And we, like, we, we didn't, he had to go, so I don't know if he's healed. But seriously, I just got to tell him that Jesus loved him and get a pray for him at the petrol station. That's not my favorite thing to do is the petrol station. <laughs> but seriously, like, man, God can show up if only we wait on him and go, man, Holy Spirit, what are you up to? I want to be with you. I want to partner with what you're doing. And man, Jay and I were excited. I'm, like, I get to pass it on now. And I'm, I'm so excited for what Jay is about to share. But seriously, guys, conviction makes you uncomfortable. I think I realized the point where I was not fine with not sharing was when I was comfortable with my conviction for Jesus. You're like, oh, it's all good. It's all good. God's good. He provides. My life's quite good. I quite like the people at church right now. We don't need any more. It's like, really? It's like, man, this thing of going, actually, if this is real, if this is real, I can't afford to come into his presence and walk out unchanged. Thank you. Kia ora. I'm Jay, as Kathan and Kathy has already said. Um, I'm an, I'd, I'd classify myself as an evangelist, um, which basically means I'm a Christian who cries a lot and tells people about Jesus. Um, I have grown up in Activate Church with Kathan, and my dad is the pastor there. So my dad's a pastor, my mum's a pastor, and my mum's dad is a pastor. So I'm pretty pastorized, if you were to ask me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, man, it's just what Kathan was saying at the start of when he was sharing his testimony, how God was encountering him, even when he wasn't searching for God. That's, that's, that's what I love about God. Half the time we're not even searching for him and yet he still comes. And I love that. I love that. I love that. And did you know that as Christians we are all called to be in a relationship with God? Yeah? And a part of that is intimacy with God and we need intimacy with God to imitate God. Yeah. So imitate, or intimate to imitate. Ephesians 5, 1 to 2 says... Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. And can I tell you today that preaching the gospel, doing evangelism, isn't always bold. Isn't, you could ask Kathan, you could probably ask these two, I'm an introvert. Like, it doesn't make sense, because I, I find it absolutely easy to tell people about Jesus, and get up on the stage and preach. But when it comes to like 
like small groups and stuff like that. For, for some reason, I'm just an introvert. And evangelism doesn't always look bold. And John 5.19 says, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does, the son being Jesus. So Jesus even imitated God. So that's another reason why we have to, right? And so when I was uh, 13 years old, uh, I basically went to India on a missions trip with my um, dad. And it was, a, it was uh, in the Punjab. And, um, and in one of the villages, there was a huge line of people who were wanting prayer, mainly for healing. And it was awesome. Dad was praying for these guys. They were being supernaturally healed. And I'm this 13-year-old guy who's never prayed for anyone to be healed. And Dad says, you're praying for the next person. That makes you freak out a lot if you've never prayed for someone to be healed, Right. And so this lady comes up, I'm going, please be like a sore finger, like, you know, just something really small. She comes up with a friend, and the friend tells me that this lady is both deaf and mute. This is my first time. (laughs) Really? So all I do is what Jesus did. I thought, what did dad do? What did dad say? And I imitated my dad. I didn't pray for that lady's ears or mouth. I prayed for her leg because dad prayed for the last person's leg. And yet she was healed. (laughs) Can I tell you that the power is in Jesus, not in your prayer. We shouldn't put our faith in the prayer. We should put our faith in Jesus. So to be an imitator of Christ, that means we would have to receive the same equipment that Jesus had, right? That equipment being the Holy Spirit. And that's how I saw that lady in India healed and hundreds of people ever since. You can't imitate God in your own strength. We need Holy Spirit, yeah? And the thing is, of course no one from North End, but some people don't believe, well, some Christians don't believe in the Holy Spirit. And frankly enough, pretty, pretty, you know, dead on. I don't know how we can be the church, yet alone do church without the Holy Spirit. Mm. We literally have God, God living in us, this omnipotent being living in us. Man, Todd White says, if people don't see Christ in us, people won't want what we say we have. Once we realize we are accepted and loved by Jesus, we won't let the rejection and persecution of other people rule us. Why? Because no one on this planet can take away what they didn't give you. So I'm going to bring a little practical element on, on sharing your faith. I've just a few different forms of it, I guess. Um, I'll get Jackson to come up and help me. Thanks, Jackson. Um, yeah, nice. Um, we, don't have, uh, we don't have any small chairs, do we? You can just sit, you sit, sit here with you, Jackson. Thank you. Yeah. Am I embarrassing you? Oh, that's great. Awesome. Don't worry, I know Jackson. I'm not being a dick to some random. Okay. So, Jackson's sitting at a bus stop. I'm a Christian. And did you know that it's not the evangelist's job to preach the gospel? It's the Christian's job. It doesn't say in Mark 16, 15, evangelists go into the world and preach the gospel. It says, it's, it's 
literally pointing to the church, to all of us. So here's a bus stop. This is number three. This is what I say is for the slightly less confident people, right? Or people starting off maybe. So look, walking, oh, look, it's a bus stop. <laughs> There's someone there. So I might just go, I don't even have to sit next to him. I could, I could sit down here. Don't even have to talk to him. I could close my eyes. I could do whatever. I don't even have to say it out loud. I can just start blessing him and praying for him. In Jesus' name, I declare blessing over this man right now. I declare him an encounter to fill him right now in Jesus' name. Evangelism. Easy. Number two. It's another bus stop with another person. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jay Rogers. Nice to meet you. I'm a Christian. I want to tell you that Jesus Christ loves you so much. See you later. Like two seconds of awkwardness for a seed planted. Sounds pretty worth it to me. And number three, this is for the slightly more bold people. I, uh, I only do this sort of thing every now and then. Um, oh, look. <laughs> number, bus stop number three <laughs> with, a, with another guy that looks the same. All right. So look, I'll go, I'll go sit next to him. Going to wait for the bus. Oh, the bus is here. Do you want to? Well, you can get in the bus first, you know, just, I'm not telling you to, I'm, don't say this, I'm just directing him here. You can get in the bus, he goes and sits in the bus, I get in with him, I'm not wanting to get in the bus, but why not? It's, you know, it's a busload of people who can hear the gospel. And, <laughs> hi guys, I'm Jay Rogers, I want to let you know that Jesus Christ died on a cross for you, and he loves you so much, bless you. Boom. Thank you. Have a good, yeah, have a, have a great day. <laughs> awesome. You could do that anywhere, by the way. It doesn't have to just be a bus stop. I can tell you, um, oh, I won't share that. That's a bit mean on you. Um, don't, don't ask me after. Um, <laughs> but honestly, that's only three forms of evangelism, and there are so many more. You could bake a cake for your neighbor. That's planting a seed, man. You could uh, be in a coffee shop. And you could cut in line, you know, nicely, and pay for someone's coffee. Beautiful. And the thing is, we shouldn't measure our success by salvation. Of course, we want salvation, yeah? We want people to give their life to Jesus. But if we measure our success by salvation, we will get disappointed a lot. We might go into a week of depression because we didn't see someone saved. But if we measure our success by the seed, by sowing seeds, we can't fail, we're doing our job as Christians. we got to start putting our faith, not in our ability to get to heaven, but God's ability, or God, God putting heaven into us right here, right now. We can pour heaven. We can pour the presence of Jesus out onto people. <clears throat> so a part of evangelism and a big part of it is the supernatural. Miracles. And so I'm going to talk to you guys about healing in particular right now. And so a lot of people think that healing is um, the pinnacle of miracles and the pinnacle of the Christian faith. You know, you have to go and climb all these mountains and do all these different things, and then God might start using me for healing. It's, it's the opposite. Kathan just shared a story when he was in class, and he got a person who didn't even know Jesus to pray, and the person was healed. He didn't know Jesus. And we all have the opportunity to partner with the Holy Spirit and see people healed. Healing is the easiest part of our job because we don't do it. It's Jesus. 
And a huge misconception which is religious and has crept into Christian culture, which I've noticed is, I guess, the, the whole thing of, of blame. As in, if I might, go, I might go and pray for someone for healing, if they don't get healed, sometimes we might think, it's not God's fault, it's not their fault, it's my fault. I did something wrong. That's, that's a lie. That's an absolute lie. Can I tell you, because if, if I take the blame, then that must mean that I get to take the glory if I see them healed. Yeah? And the glory should be always going to God. And so if people don't get healed, don't go into a week of depression. I've experienced this. I went probably a whole year just, you know, praying for people, seeing people healed. But when people weren't healed, it broke me so much because I thought it was my fault. I thought I was doing something wrong. But this may, this may be something that some people don't want to hear, but we don't bring anything to the equation. It's Jesus who does the healing. And yeah, we pray, but the prayer is just a link, you know, linking the fuse box to the power source. (laughs) Mm. So if we take any glory, then we take away what Jesus did on the cross and we distort the gospel. I'm I'm getting rough now, but it's, it's, it's true, man. So understanding how God heals as well won't actually improve the way we pray for people. It won't actually, um, it won't get us greater results, but understanding, also understanding more won't, but trusting will. And some people like to, like to uh, spell out faith, R-I-S-K, risk. And I totally agree with that. We have to take risks in faith, right? We have to. But I like to say it more in this way. Faith is spelt T-R-U-S-T, trust. We got to trust God. We got to put our trust in God. And even Daniel Kalender says that it's spelt R-E-S-T. Daniel Kalender is a a minister in America. He runs Christ for All Nations, um, which is an uh, organization who do gospel crusades all around the world. They've seen 78, 78 million people saved in the last 35 years. And uh, I had the incredible opportunity uh, this year to go to America and uh, Florida and attend a school of evangelism, which was run by Christ for All Nations. So Daniel Kalender and some of you guys might know Todd White. He was there teaching some of these incredible men of God. And the, uh, so Daniel Kalender says, R-E-S-T, rest. Because if we strain for a healing, you know, bring on Jesus' name, you know, trying to do everything in our power, well, you know, like, it's not like God's going to be up there going, he's really trying. <laughs> well, I can't say no to that. <laughs> I'm sure that's not what God sounds like. But, but it's not I, it's not us, but Christ who lives within me. Christ who lives within all of us. And it's not our effort that heals people, it's simply Jesus. And we can't take the simplicity of that out of it. It's funny, actually, Daniel Kalender said, said that there's so many books on how the Holy Spirit operates that the Holy Spirit would have to go and read the books to find out how he operates. <laughs> we, we, some things are simple and some things are left a mystery for a reason. So if it's all right, Kathan and I are going to teach you guys how to pray for people for healing and see some people healed tonight. Um, and if you already know how, then 
That's just more pressure on you. Not, not, you heard what I said. You heard what I said. It's not us, it's Jesus. But we can't put our faith in a prayer, yeah? We've got to put our faith in God. So even, like, there's some examples of, of, of it's not in a prayer. For example, when I was in India, I prayed for her leg. <laughs> what? Like, Jesus, he said, get up and walk. Done. He didn't say some long, fancy prayer. No, 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 no. Uh, exact, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm. I've even seen people use curse words in their prayer. I'm not encouraging you to swear, okay? I'm not encouraging you, but they got healed. What? So someone asked me, don't worry, we're getting get into the practical element. Someone asked me, um, I won't name who, but uh, Jay, why don't I see miracles like you? Why don't I see all these incredible healings? And I took it back to the basics of, have you, have you prayed for anyone to be healed? No? I know your problem. <laughs> like, if we want to see people healed, we've got to pray for the sick. We've got to pray for them. If we want to see people saved, we've got to preach the gospel, right? I just want to demystify this thing. It's not us. It's God. It's God who does the healing, right? We, got, we don't need any uh, blame, and we don't take any glory. It's all God. So... Well, um, we'll see. Kathan and I have some uh, words of knowledge. Well, God's going to bring some. And um, we'll start off with just saying, if you need healing in your body physically, can you stand up where you are? Anything. Awesome, man. There's a quote that Daniel Kalinda said as well, Daniel Kalinda. Everybody need some sort of healing in their life, and every single uh, little, little thing, every person, every little bit of healing is an opportunity for God to receive more glory. I'm standing. I need healing. Anyone else want to quickly go, yeah, I'll actually take some healing. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, the people sitting down, the people sitting down are the people who are going to be praying. So, step number one, locate your right hand. Well, actually, everyone stand up and, you know, and we get around someone who's, who's, everyone who needed healing, put your hand up and we'll get uh, the people sitting down to go around someone. Sweet. So when you're around someone, you locate your right hand and you lay your hand on them appropriately. <laughs> Head, shoulders, somewhere around that area is great. Awesome. Now... We pray. So let's not do a long, fancy prayer because the power's not in the prayer. The power's in Jesus. So everyone can just say something like, Spirit of infirmity, we see you. We declare you gone in Jesus' name. 
We command brand new whatever the, the part that needs healing for us. And we command full healing right now in Jesus' name. Easy as that. So everyone do that now. Pray for that person. Great, that's enough time. Plenty enough time. If we do long prayers in public, it gets a bit awkward for the person. Sweet. Yep, yep. Enough time. Everyone stop praying now. Attention here. Awesome. Holy Spirit's, you know, a lot less uptight than we are. But All right. So now the next step is you ask them to test whatever was wrong. See if any change has happened. You do that now. Sweet. That's enough time. All right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, mean. All right. Now, who was healed? If Put your hand up if you were healed. One little bit. Awesome. Three here. All right. Now, there were some people standing that didn't receive healing. And what I'm about to tell you is extremely profound, extremely hard. Do you know what you do next? You pray again. All right, so everyone go around and pray for that person again. Quick, short, powerful prayers. Awesome. All right, that's great. Awesome, great work, guys. Great bundle. All right, so who was healed? Hands up again. One back there. We got the three same ones. Anyone else? Healing? Believing. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So, what do we do again? We pray again. Can't tell you. We won't do it tonight, you know, um, but some of the most incredible healings came out of praying again. Jesus prayed for someone again, the Son of God. He prayed for a deaf, a, a, deaf, a blind man, and he saw tr- uh, people like trees, remember? He had to pray again. I prayed for a guy, um, one of our youth leaders, actually, when I first started getting into healing. I prayed for his fractured leg 26 times until it was healed. I'm not going to get you guys to pray 26 times. That's a bit too much, I think, for tonight. But it it doesn't always happen the first time. And again, if no one gets healed, don't take blame on yourself because it's God who does the healing, right? Cool. So let's pray again. Awesome. Yeah, 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 pray again, pray again. Awesome, great. Let's get a show of hands, healing. Who got healed? Yeah? Fully healed? Fully healed. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Any more hands? Any more hands? One there? Awesome. Come on. Awesome. So we're going to get Kathan to come up now. And what a word of knowledge is, if you don't know, it's uh, something that God 
places on, I guess, uh, your heart when someone uh, is going through something at a time. It's not always healing. I remember I was at uh, school in PE and we played lacrosse and there was an old man who was absolutely grumpy and it was, he was taking it out on all of us and I went up to him and God revealed that his wife just died the week before. And so I went up to him and I said, hey man, God's, God's comforting you. Uh, your wife died last week. This, this old man who's like absolutely horrible to us starts breaking down in front of all the students, starts crying. And it was just, you know, that's what a word of knowledge is. God reveals something. And so I'll give it to Kathan first and see what happens. Thanks, guys. So what I like to do in the public as I was now Sean Bowles, this incredible prophet, does this. He goes, hey, guys, I'm a Christian practicing hearing God, right? Because sometimes I get it wrong. It's okay. <laughs> and it's like, sweet. So I felt, by any chance, did someone had um, pain in their shin that needed healing? Do you know, just put your hand up or stand up? And all good. Sweet. No one? All good. Cool. And also felt as well, by any chance, it was the... um. Oh, it's like back of the head, like this pain, maybe a brain thing by any chance? Does anyone have that that would love to pray for? Like, uh, mm, like even if it's a relative, all good, because like we can pray for them. They don't have to be here. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Oh, sweet. Um, cool. Sweet. So let's go pray. Do you want to stand up and you'll, like, stand for your mum almost. <laughs> so everyone, let's get, stand up, church, and put our hands towards it. All we're going to do is pray. So I'm not going to do this in the microphone because I don't want you guys to feel like you have to listen to me. So let's just go all at once. Three, two, one. <laughs> Thank you, God, for this new neck. All pain gone. In Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. It's okay. Sweet. Anyone with jaw pain? Anything wrong with the jaw? Yay, nay. Yay, nay. Oh. Yep. Oh, you, you've got it. Oh, sick. <laughs> Let's pray for you then. How do you turn this off? Oh, I'll just leave it on. Yeah, come on. Awesome. Right now, Jesus, we declare full healing over this jaw. Yeah. Everyone join in. Thank you, Jesus. Full healing in this jaw right yes, now in Lord. Jesus' name. For pain you, go. For pain go. Brand yes, new jaw right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Any difference? <laughs> we'll get back to you. <laughs> awesome. Oh, thank you so much, guys. It's been such a privilege um, being here with you. Oh, it's behalf of Kathan as well. And just remember, it's God who does the healing. It's Christ and us, the hope of glory, right? So we shouldn't have anything to fear when it comes to praying for the sick. And let's step out of our comfort zone and preach the gospel and see people saved. Awesome.